This is The Mudroom, uncommon sense parenting classes with your parenting coach, Alana Robinson. Weekly nuggets of developmentally appropriate parenting wisdom to help you parent your toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners more effectively with less effort. The Mudroom is recorded live on Facebook every Wednesday at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific. Now, here's Alana. Hello, everyone. Welcome to The Mudroom, our weekly free uncommon sense parenting class. How is everyone today? It's officially September. My kids are on their second day of school today. My mom and I took them to the bus stop yesterday and then we divided up some hostas in my front yard and then we went to have lunch at our favorite kid-free restaurant. Uh, Getting crazy over here. (laughs) They had a great first day. I can hardly believe that my youngest Owen is in grade one now. It seems insane to me. I remember one of the earliest workshops that I ever did online. I did when he was about six months old and my husband was caring for him and he decided to walk right through our living room, which is where I was presenting, with a screaming baby. (laughs) I was so embarrassed, but we're still here y'all. We survived and now he's in grade school. (laughs) Time really does fly. All right. Enough rambling. Today we're talking about why kids don't do things they know how to do. I must hear this complaint at least 20 times a day. My child knows how to get dressed, how to put their shoes on, how to make their bed, how to play nicely, how to put their lunchbox in their lunch bag, climb into their car seat, whatever. But when I ask them to, they refuse. They tell me to do it for them. They whine and they say that they can't. Oftentimes, they won't even let me do it for them. They just say that it's impossible over and over and over, and then I have to rustle them through it. Why? So let's talk about why this happens and what to do about it. Before we get into it, however, if you're new around here, allow me to introduce myself. My name is Alana Robinson, and I'm a parenting coach for parents of toddlers, preschoolers, and kindergartners. I help you understand why your children are misbehaving and how to fix it without stickers, counting to three, or losing your shit. I'm your host here on The Mudroom. I'm also the host of the Parenting Posse Facebook group, and I'm the creator of the Parentability Program, where I help you raise well-behaved kids who listen. While you're here, don't forget to like and subscribe so that you never miss another class. Okay, so why do kids refuse to do things that they know how to do? Things they've done without incident 42,000 times before, generally. Simple things. Things they will do other times, no problem. The simple answer for those of you who have been around the block with me a few times is stress. They're dysregulated. And I know you're likely tired of hearing me say it, but that's what everything comes back to. Stress, dysregulation, a lack of access to their executive functioning skills. So let's break it down. I want you to imagine that everyone has a gas tank, just like your car. Sometimes you wake up fresh as a daisy, happy and calm, ready to take on the world. Other days, not so much, right? Which, if we're being honest, is most days, so I'm sure. Just like your car sometimes is sitting in your driveway with a full tank, but most of the time it's somewhere between full and totally empty. And we unconsciously budget our energy for the tasks that we expect to have to take on. Because everything we do, every tiny task, every thought we have, takes energy. Literally everything. 
It's just a matter of how much energy it takes. And those can vary in how much energy they take, which adds a layer of complexity to it. So for instance, pretty much none of us budget energy for sitting down at our computer and getting on the internet anymore, right? In the 90s, we had to budget energy for sitting down, getting the computer booted up, sitting through that awful dying robot sound, and then finally getting connected so that we could do what we needed to do. But now we've reduced that budget to almost nothing because we expect to be constantly connected. But what happens when you sit down and the internet isn't working? Now, something you budgeted no energy for is consuming a ton of energy, right? You have to check all your settings, check your router, call your ISP, wait on hold, troubleshoot with them, reboot your computer that hasn't been turned off since you took it out of the box, etc. Usually, this process takes at least half an hour, at which point you're sitting down finally getting to your work with way less juice in the tank to get it done, let alone time. So you aren't going to work as long or as hard, or you're going to take a break, you go grab a coffee or watch a funny video two or two before getting into it. As adults, we create this routine of energy expenditure followed by a break very organically because we have the autonomy to do so. And because we're pretty proficient at self-regulating at this point, so our breaks can be pretty few and far between. But children don't have that autonomy. They require frequent breaks, and even if we give them breaks, they don't know what will help them regulate effectively. The things that suck all our energy when we do a task are called executive functioning skills. Using our internet example, you have to think of all the different things that may be interfering with your connection. That's using working memory, flexible thinking, self-monitoring, and organization skills. You have to check all of those things, and often in a very specific order. That's using planning and prioritizing, working memory, flexible thinking, organization, self-monitoring, and task initiation skills. You often have to restrain yourself from lashing out or tossing your laptop at the window. That's using impulse control and emotional control skills. So in this one small, short, but completely unexpected task, you've literally engaged all of your executive skills. And if any one of those skills is weak, if any one of them requires more energy for you to use than you have available at that moment, your brain just won't let you do it. It'll stall you, which is basically your brain going, we don't have the ability to do this and stay safe because we always have to have some energy in reserve in our tank to run away or fight just in case we get attacked. It's a survival instinct. We need to take a break to refill our tank first. And again, we recognize this in an adult context very easily because if your coworker just spent 45 minutes getting the internet back up and you immediately pull him into a meeting and he says, whoa, buddy, I just spent an hour messing with the internet. I'm going to go get a coffee and then I'm gonna come join you. You're not gonna question him on it. You don't tell him he can have his coffee after the meeting. You let him go take a short break and then join you when he's ready, right? But when a child does this, when a child is using all their energy to use their skills to get dressed, which uses planning and prioritizing, working memory, organization, self-monitoring, flexible thinking, and task initiation skills, and then immediately turn around and ask them to use those skills again to put their shoes on and get in the car, and they protest, they're defiant, they're not listening, they're helpless, 
And yes, I recognize that your child is protesting in a much less socially acceptable way than your adult coworker would. But again, they're an adult who is much more proficient at this and has the personal autonomy available to them. So they don't have to budget energy to deal with people protesting against their protest. I have seen this exact scenario play out, whether a child whines about it or says very politely, can you help me? Because we didn't budget energy for this unexpected demand either. <laughs> so we insist, no, you can do it yourself. You've done it before, why don't you do it now? And now we're both dysregulated. So how can we cut this dynamic off at the knees? Because in the moment, once you recognize why this is happening, that your child is dysregulated and needs a break, it can paralyze a lot of parents because we have shit to do and places to go. And generally the realization that our child is dysregulated also brings to our attention that we're getting dysregulated. And often we've already planned our break. Whether we know it or not, in our minds, we're like, okay, the kids are gonna put their shoes on, get in the car, and then I can mentally check out while I drive them to daycare. I can put on my music and just focus on driving. We budgeted our energy. And now that budget is getting blown out of the water with their stalling. They're asking for a break before we planned it. Either because they don't know what the plan is, they can't see that a break is right around the corner, or because they don't see what you planned as a break as a break. It's not actually regulating for them to sit in the car listening to your music. So the first thing that you've got to do to figure this out is figure out what is actually calming to your child. Probably the most common question I get is, what do my kids find regulating? And I really, really wish that I had a blanket answer for that, but the truth is that it varies from kid to kid and person to person. What I find regulating is not what my husband finds regulating. What my oldest finds regulating is not what his brother finds regulating. What my baby nephew finds regulating is going to be different from what my brother, my sister-in-law, and my kids find regulating. It's a process to figure it out. I can say that usually there's a big sensory component to it, and usually it's something that they're already doing in a maladaptive way. For instance, if your child refuses to put their shoes on and lays on the ground kicking their feet, Finding a way for them to kick their feet in a safe, productive way is usually a good starting point because that's what their body is naturally doing to try and regulate them when they're under stress. The second is to give them space to calm down. The average amount of time it takes for the nervous system to calm down, otherwise to get a full tank of gas, is 20 minutes. If they are being actively engaged in regulation, which I know seems like a really long time, but most parents are spending more than 20 minutes dealing with a meltdown. And once you recognize this pattern, you can start planning for the need for a break and put it into your routine proactively. Again, this is if they're being actively engaged in regulation. Many parents will say to me, I gave them 20 minutes to chill out and they're still upset. Well, yeah, they don't know how to calm themselves down. You haven't taught them. Just removing demands is not a regulation break. And finally, we need to build those executive skills that are draining so much energy. Using our gas tank analogy again, this is like taking a really steep hill and grading it down until it's flat. It takes a lot less gas to go over a flat road than up a steep hill. 
which ultimately means that your gas tank lasts a lot longer so you can go further, right? When we strengthen our children's skills, the energy that they have available lasts longer because using each skill requires less energy, which means the time your child needs between those regulation breaks gets longer, so they take up less energy in your day and less time in your day. And yes, if you only start teaching your child to regulate when they're five or six or seven years old, this is going to feel very labor intensive at first because you're having to build skills and reinforce regulation breaks while also breaking an established behavior habit. This is why I harp so much on being proactive about building skills, because it's a lot easier to just build them from the ground up than to remediate the holes. Either way, it can feel overwhelming and frustrating, especially when it doesn't quite work out the way that the instructions on the tin say that they will. Children are human beings, they aren't robots. Every family I have ever worked with has had some unique aspect to how their child regulates, how they build skills, how they reduce stressors, None of us are the same, and that's okay. The framework still applies, it's just a matter of tweaking how we apply it to fit your unique family and circumstances. And this is what we rock you through in parentability, taking these concepts that I can't shut up about <laughs> and applying them to your family in a way that is completely unique to you. Every single family in parentability is working on the exact same things, but in completely different ways. And that's how it's supposed to be, because a family that lives in Canada is not going to have the same resources and routine and demands as a family living in Dubai or the UK or Costa Rica or Hong Kong or the United States. I go over this concept of stress behavior and how it impacts our kids' behavior more thoroughly in my one-hour free class, How to Get Your Kids to Listen and End Tantrums Without Yelling, Shaming, or Timeouts. So if you want to dig a bit deeper on this and figure out if parentability is the right fit for your family, I really encourage you to check that out as a next step. I also encourage you to come and join us in the Parenting Posse if you're not ready to join Parentability. The Posse is my free peer support Facebook group, and we have a fantastic community there ready to talk it through with you. Thanks so much for being here with me today. I hope you have a new perspective on your child's defiance and refusal to do things they already know how to do. I'll see you next week for another Uncommon Sense Parenting class. Bye. You've been listening to The Mudroom, Uncommon Sense Parenting Classes with Alana Robinson. If you like what you just heard, remember to join us live every Wednesday afternoon at 1 p.m. Eastern, 10 a.m. Pacific on Facebook. And don't forget to rate, subscribe, share, and connect with us in the Parenting Posse Facebook group. This has been an Alana Robinson Family Services production.